A life lessons from a perfectly imperfect woman. I'm also a life coach and healer, as well as a pole dance instructor. Damn, that's a lot of things to be on. <laughs> uh, cool. We stay busy. Stay busy. We stay busy. So, when did you start writing? Um, do you know what? I feel like I've always written. If I'm a writer, then I'm gonna write. But you talk about the book. Writing in general, because like, yeah. you write first before you start writing a book. I've always, I've always been a writer, like, you know, you write in journals, you write, I've just written goals, just always writing. And it took me a long time before I got to writing my book, though. I thought like we'll get to book eventually, we'll yeah. to, like, you know, go through your life story. Mm -hmm. So what about writing do you love? Like, how did you get into it? Um, For me, the thing about writing is I can just be so real and real. Like, for me, like, like writing gives me the opportunity to share my truth, to share my point of view, and, and I just feel like I could connect with the people who are reading it so much more powerfully, just because, it, you know, I have this time to think about what I want to say and how I want to put what I'm feeling across. Are you on poetry? Yeah, I was just about to say, actually, when I'm upset, okay, when I have a breakup, or when I'm upset with a guy, I always write poetry. And it comes out really good because I'm angry. So if I know you today, you're gonna write a poem about me? No, I have to be deeply passionate about the person. Okay, but so if I slap you for example, you know what I'm looking at? Yo! But yeah, so yeah, definitely I've written a few. There's one poem that I wrote in 2018, and that was, you know, when I felt like I became the option and not the priority. You know? In, in a situation shit and I feel like that was probably one of the most powerful poems I've written. Did you ever release that or did you just write it for yourself? No, I did release it. I've shared it with the person who was creating, well, we were both creating the situation. I actually added it into the book and I performed it in a open, what do you call it? Spoken open word, yeah, open mic, spoken word night. With actions, I got a guy. I got a guy to like sit down. It was so cool. I got a guy to like sit down. And I was like, give him a. Oh, so game. like a full-on performance. Yeah, like I was perform. Yeah, that was it. Wait, what? So the guy from the audience or an actor? And my friend. Oh, okay, so an actor. I was just like, no, just yeah. a guy. Right. What kind of guy? Oh, okay, random guy. Okay, anyway. So like, what's the process of like writing a book? The process of writing a book. I feel like. Because I've only written once, this is my first. I feel like it would be different for everybody. However, my process was pretty simple because I already, like, for me, it's my life lesson, so I knew exactly what I needed to do. So I just kept it super simple. Like, 
what I want to write about in each chapter, it was like topic, lesson, and just the meat in the middle. It was it was really easy to write this book. How long did it take? Three months. Three months to write the most of it, and then the last two months to write the last chapter because I was going through the situation shit. And I couldn't finish it until... Oh, so you had to wait for the story to finish. Yeah, it was like so hard because every time I was trying to finish the chapter, I was like, damn, he's come back in my life. And he's messing this up. That's, like, crazy. That's literally a live book, you know? Yeah, like I literally write like this is happening as I write this. So I found it hard. So that was the last two months. It dragged a little bit. What, did he know that you were learning about it? Yeah, I told him. Yeah, I'm very open. Like if I date somebody, I'd be like, you're probably going to be in my next book. I'm just letting you know from now. Wow. Disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> wow. At least, like people can know because here's the thing, like I write about I teach and write about what I learn. That's my life. My life is a classroom. Well, what did you learn? What from what? If you said like stuff like that. From what you learn. No, in general, yeah. So for oh, like life Yeah, like, like that's life. my life. So if I'm gonna meet you, so my last my last partner for example i'm writing a whole book on that relationship that is crazy you wrote a whole <laughs> because i'm saying like i've learned so much and i can help so many women through what i've learned this is why i'm here yourself. so i like how you said that so like you sound to feel like a lot of women empowerment i've noticed yes, yes i've done a bit of research on you i'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna turn around. it's calm it's calm so like Hmm? I need to look at you. What you want? I can't have it. Yeah. Kind of Continue. <laughs> so, like, what made you want to be a voice for women? Oh, do you know what? And I can I can remember the day when I was nineteen, um, and I've not seen at nineteen. We didn't have like Instagram and everything like that. So for me, I always felt like I had to go to America to to really live out my dreams. So that's how I felt at nineteen years old. Like I didn't see any young black women really making it over here. That's what I felt. So for me, at 19, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna help women be confident. I'm gonna be what I needed when I was 19. So that was kind of like the, the spark for me. So where you are now, do you think you could have done, you could have been where you are now if you did go to America? Wait, say that again. Like where you are now in life, yeah. Yeah. do you think you would have been able to achieve what you have so far without going to America? Oh, so when I say I'm talking about I wanted to live there, for me, when I went to America, that wasn't what I envisioned. Oh, so like, I was talking about like fully like living there, making it out there, like, that would be my place. The American dream? Yeah, I got sold. <laughs> but I think, yeah, so I said that at 19, you know, and I was like, I definitely want to help other women feel confident and feel like, and yes, yeah, so I've had that for, for a long time, but my journey has shifted things a little bit, definitely. And what's the feedback been like ever since you've released this book and started empowering women and everything? Oh, the feedback's been great. Like, and I, I know here's the thing, because, you know, the book's one thing, but I do healing as well. That scares a lot of people because they're forced to face their stuff, you know? And so a lot of women, i just done a session with one of the ladies who came on my pole course, and I offered everybody like a healing session, and it took her two years to come to me. You know, she's been seeing me since 2019, but she, she 
was afraid to come and get that session. But once she came and released a lot of stuff, she was happy. But a lot of women are afraid to do that work. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, I have women saying, oh, I promised myself I wouldn't cry when I came to your session. I'm like, you probably shouldn't do that. Why do they do that though? Because we've been taught that being open and vulnerable is weakness. True. We've been taught that, you know, we have to be strong. And now imagine how men feel. Yeah. That's a whole, that's, that's your job. <laughs> like, I can only do my, so much. So, we need more people out there doing the work. Right, cool. So like, who's been like inspiration in like the writing scene? Because if I was to try to be a rapper, obviously I'm going to look up to Jay-Z and everything. Do you have any of that? Or has anyone like been able to inspire you as a writer? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, it's like this outside the box, you know. Like, here's the thing. So for me, I read a lot. And so my, my book was success principles that changed my life and that was like 64 success principles so i kind of took that and then i wrote 30 life lessons so i think that was probably the kind of inspiration because that got me thinking when i was when i had my son and i was feeling like really like life just took me out of the game those 64 principles helped me get back up my next question was fully going to be like what made you came up with come up with the title of chapter 30 Life lessons from a perfectly imperfect woman. Right, so, so I came up with that title when I when I was getting dropped to a date actually. And someone was just like, What's your book in because I was like, boom, right there. Get inspiration from dating. But um chapter 30. So I wrote that book as I was turning 30. So for me it was just it was just easy to just be like this is my next chapter. This is what my book's going to be called. But Life Lessons for a Perfectly Imperfect Woman was all about... I'm... You know, a lot of people look at me like, oh my gosh, she's got a kid and she, she looks like this and stuff like that. And for me, it was like, well, I'm not perfect. You know? Things are hard for me still. And it was, and it was just... I wanted other women to know, like, it's okay to just be yourself, be your authentic self. Can they hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Be your authentic self and and just enjoy and embrace yourself, flaws and all, you know? Because a lot of people are out there trying to have perfection and it's like, no. Let's learn to love the real us. And that was a hard one for me. So for me, it's like learning to love myself and then helping other women to do the same. That's the mission. I know I hear a lot of people to cry. I can tell. We've been through a lot, you know? Like, any ladies listening, I know you've been through so much. Like, so just, do I, so do I. And, and men too. <laughs> we know, we know. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what's like, what, why are you so open? Like, how do you, like, how are you able to just open up so freely? <laughs> what am I hiding? Mm. I've got nothing to hide. No, I was like, there's a lot of things that people deal with in life, in it, but like you're, mm. when it comes down to relationship, like who can really be that open with when it comes down to well, relationship, I feel like, and I guess because for me, like I said, my, like my mission is, I know what I've been through, I know what I've overcome, and I also know the power of healing, the power of, you know, just 
where I am. So for me, it's like, I need to talk about these things to help other women get out of their shells, to help other women like see life from a different perspective. So if I'm closed, who is that helping? Like I was made to talk. I was made to be open because I was made to transform. It's true. <laughs> so, so, so that's why I'm open. So how important is forgiveness and closure to you? I just want I just want so many people out there to know that you don't need the other person to to apologize, to to admit that they were wrong for you to forgive them. But it is everything. Forgiveness and Again, you don't need the other person to have closure. It's it's all an inside job, but it's everything. Well, how do you get that? So you said that people don't need closure, or no, no, no I, I didn't say they don't need the other person to have the closure. A lot of people, like for example, I done a healing session last week. She said, "Well, how do I forgive that person if they won't admit what they done to me?" Okay, but it's not about them. They might be dead but we can still forgive because it's about us. Forgiveness is about us and our peace, not anybody else. Have you ever taught people like how to do a breakup? Well, that's the new book coming out, The that's Gift of Goodbye, yeah. Ooh, you're like <laughs> right there. <laughs> because that's exactly, that's exactly what I've been through recently and it's, it's been a peaceful, for the most part, because I realized the lessons that I needed from that relationship. I realized that I wasn't attached to the outcome. The relationship served me, and now I can move on and keep moving forward. Yeah, I and swear, so I'm books are definitely for you, because like, <laughs> how many people actually need this book? Yeah, I'm writing it, I'm writing it. It, did, it has taken me a little bit longer, but it is coming. Question, and also, I know that you're talking about woman empowerment and how it's chapter 30, but that is your book just for women? No, so this, so I remember when I was writing it and the editor was like, maybe reduce the amount of times you're like talking directly to women because so many men can benefit from this book as well, you know? So it's 30 life lessons, but it's in like how I started in business as well. And so there there are lessons about, you know, just the grind and and speaking your truth and just so many different lessons that men can you know apply in their own life as well like i've had men buy my book read it be like oh my god marry me but <laughs> please <laughs> and just like take so much and want to share it with their younger daughters when they're older as well so oh, cool perfectly mm-hmm. how you start talking about young age yeah mm-hmm. we got some work to do over there Oh, it's fun. So, what advice would you give to your 19-year-old self? I'm, I'm using oh the age of 19 because you mentioned 19 earlier. What advice would I give to her? Oh. Again, just forgiveness. You know, like, learn to forgive and let go. I think we hold on to so much stuff. Like, after I had my son, I was holding on to so much pain and had no idea. That's the thing, I had no idea as well. You know, no, how, no, much, no. how much pain I was in. Because we're taught, get over it. Like when my son's father, I remember at the age of, my son was like one and my son's father was like, I'm not gonna give you any money. Like I'm not gonna call again on, for another two, three years. Like until our son could talk. <laughs> and, and it was just like, I'm done. Like if you figure it out. And I remember that. And But you know, I remember my mom saying like, oh, just move on. What? 
how do you just move on? Like, hello, like, we're hurting. And I just feel like learning how to forgive, learning how to surrender, those are the things that I wasn't taught. So I would say to my younger self, learn, get a therapist, get a healer, get a coach from that age and, and get the support you need to move forward. So that's just not good advice. So yeah, that good. one. That's I'll tell her a whole lot. I'll be like, baby girl, we need to sit down. What? <laughs> I'll tell like, her a whole book, you know? I'll be like, let me read this book to you. I would also say, just enjoy the present moment. You know? Right, right, right. I agree <laughs> like, that story. It's for a good time, not a long time, people. Yeah. That's I live by. Right, I feel like when I was younger, in my 20s, I'm so focused on the next step, the next best thing. It's like I couldn't be in the moment. And so I would just say, enjoy the present moment. So that's another thing. Don't get attached to the outcome is another one I would definitely do. get. I could just, I would tell her a lot. <laughs> So like how did you actually go about like promoting this book now? Mm, so definitely through the pandemic it was a little bit harder because before that I was doing so my book released May 31st, 2019. And that was like, when I went to America. So when I dropped when I went to America, I was literally just I had it in my hand, like I was doing hustle, like I had it in my hand. I sold at the airport when I was just waiting for my flights. Like, I would just sell. Oh, yeah, like, I'd be sitting at the table and just leave them on the table. People are like, oh, is that your book, Cats? <laughs> would you oh, like me to yeah. sign it? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, making money as I was about to get on the flight. Not gonna lie, missed the flight. Hey, but I got on another one. And then I've done, like, workshops. So then I've done, like, a pole dance oh, workshop. I afford that next flight. <laughs> no, it was free. It was free. I've never ever had to pay for missing a flight. Like I Well because you get the pilot your book. No, like I just I just feel like I'm blessed, like I just feel lucky. I've never had to pay touch with. Anyway, and then you know, I went to like I done a workshop, so I done like live workshops in America and I came back I was doing just a lot of events and workshops and that's how I was selling it. And it was also on my Instagram. I would promote it, do lives and talk about it. What advice would you give to someone who's trying to buy a book? Ooh. Alright, so a couple of people have actually reached out to me. If you are trying to write a book, I would say, number one, get somebody to hold you accountable. You know, I had a coach, so I checked in with him every week and he was holding me accountable. So it didn't take me a year or two. It was like, this is my deadline. So that's what I'd say. I'd say, get someone to hold you accountable. I would say, set a deadline. My initial goal was my birthday. It didn't happen, but at least it kept me focused. I would say, create a front cover and start promoting that because that will make everybody that know. There. Huh? Why isn't that the attraction? No, because when I created the front cover, it was like, there's no going back. <laughs> you better write. <laughs> Because okay. the, the book's there, now it's on Facebook, everybody's waiting for this book now and they've seen the front cover. So it's like, okay, let's go. So which one did you do first? Like, the cover, did you write? I was writing and then the cover came, the cover came like seven months before the book came out. Oh, okay. Right, that's what I'm saying, so do a front cover as well. And just write, you know, a lot of, just don't like get caught up in the perfection, just start writing. You can have an amazing editor who can help you, just get your words on paper. And for those that haven't read your book, mm -hmm. yet, like, what's something that you can say for that they should be looking forward to? Uh, what they should be looking forward should to? Be looking forward so, to? I think one of them, actually,
actually one of the best chapters was the last one never become the option remain the priority that because it was so real because i was going through it like so many women can relate to just you know getting into a situation and and forgetting their boundaries and their standards and things like that and if you are listening you can actually go to my youtube channel and listen to that one for free i did create an audio for that um, you have to turn that camera on real quick. Hmm? You have to come on. Nafisa Caseman. Nafisa Caseman. But I feel like what you can look forward to in a book is just my realness and just very open and raw. I share from the heart. That's beautiful right there. I share from she the heart. She shares from the heart. I do. I don't hold back as well. So I also will call you out as I call myself out all the time, guys. And don't forget that like, in your book, yeah, like you're very open about yourself, your relationships, and everything. Obviously, mm-hmm. let's explain. But what's something that you didn't include that that people don't know about you? It's, it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I remember my mom saying like, because I had an operation. Um, you know, when I had my son, I found out that I only had one side of my reproductive system and I had to add it uh, yeah so I have 50% chance of having kids I remember my mom being like well why are you sharing that I'm like because someone somewhere might be going through something you know and like and know that wait I have my miracle baby like um there's not much that I didn't share like I really went but let me flip it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cutting you off. Mm-hmm. So what chapter in your life do you think you're at now? Chapter 32. I am, right now, this is my season for, I'm preparing myself. I'm in the, in that kind of like caterpillar stage where I'm preparing myself for my next level 2022. Right now I'm cleaning up certain things. Like, like I said, I had a breakup. I'm letting go of things that are no longer serving me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, it's about to start, but I'm, getting everything in order right now and it feels so good i've let go of so much yeah but it's a messy stage because it's like you're cleaning up that stuff but it feels good i call you that so people know where they can find you you can find me on instagram at nafisa.caseman that's n-o-f-i-s-a dot c-a-s-e-m-a-n that is the best place to find me right now and you can Find my book on Amazon.co.uk. Anyone else think they have a book? Anyone else If all my events will be on my Instagram page and wherever I go, my books come with me. And shout out to everyone who got tips. You know, I'm so great on Do I have to like meditate on it? Go for it. What are we doing? Do you do meditation? 
No, I always fall asleep. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> so, what will be the movie title of your life biography? The movie title. That is for okay. The movie title of my life biography. And it can't be the name of your book either. No, 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 no.
Well, definitely he's a good phone boy. Yeah, that was a good phone boy. I didn't know that was the name, but it meant it actually means that. Oh. Yeah, I had no idea. A little plot twist. I know, right? That was crazy. What's when did you find out? When he was like four. What, so what, did you come up with the name or? Yeah, I came up with the name and someone was just like, no, I came up with it like, there are other people in the world called that. Yes, I, I, I kind of figured out. Oh my. But I realised that, oh my god, that's what his name means. Mad? What, so what, your baby dad wasn't around the whole time? He was in America. No, he, he was, we tried the first year of his life. Wait. We tried. So he was American? Yeah, he's American. So when you went to America, that's where? Yeah. Oh, so you're like the American guy. I do. Haitian American. Haitian American. Yeah. So what's your background? Jamaican and St. Kitts. Same what? St. Kitts. It's a smaller island. All the islands are small to me, to What, all the islands in Jamaica? No, I said all the islands. Caribbean islands are small to me. Right, but you've got Jamaica, which is the third largest, and then you've got Ooh, the Eastern Caribbean, which is tiny. And yours is St. Kit. St. Kitts and Nevis. I'm still trying to get with the kits, is it as in, as in like a football kit? Kits, yeah. No, but two T's. K-I-T-T-S. Yeah, St. Kitts. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm in, in the process of getting my citizenship. What's that? How was your background in your work? Um, in terms of... Having uh, like a Jamaican background. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, like, because my mom came here when she was 10, she doesn't have a strong accent or... Strong, I, wouldn't, I would just say she's been, she's been here so long. She's not as connected to the Jamaican culture as other people would be. Fair I'll be honest. I have to be. Um, Honestly, it should really be one of like, your middle name, to be honest. <laughs> So, but I've been there once. I've been to Jamaica once and I've been to St. Kitts once. I went to St. Kitts by myself when I was 20. We stayed in a little shack at the top of the, <laughs> top of the hill on the main road. <laughs> and it's how ghetto it is. I remember um, I, was sleep I was in the house one time and then a bus parked up, the bus driver, got off the bus with all his passengers come and knocked on my door and he was like, I just want to tell you that I like you. And I was like, and all I could hear on the on the road was, uh, we want to get home no, for time. Yeah. <laughs> that is I swear to, I would open the door and all I heard was the passengers like, we want to get home, we're tired, it's been a long day. And, and he's like, no, don't worry, it's my bus. I'm like, you people, like. <laughs> no. So, so in other words, he was like, I just want to tell you that I like you because he must have seen me. Yeah, so obviously he's definitely like. Watch like when I've got off his bus before. So yeah, it was mad, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome to St. Kitts. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's being a black? What does being a black woman mean to you? What does being a black woman mean to me? Oh, that's a good question. I'm good with the question. Oh, he's gonna be a journalist and all sorts. It well. means power. It means it means power. It means breaking, you know, breaking generational patterns and curses. It means I feel like as a 32 year old black woman now, I get an opportunity to 
to um, create a difference. You know, like what other people, like my mum, my grandma, didn't get to do. I I feel like I get an opportunity to do that as a black woman as well. So I feel like I'm in a good place, and I know there's so much um, challenges out there, and I can't turn my back on that. But I also try to look at how good it is to be a black woman, you know, rather than focus on all the struggles that we go through. And being coined as an angry black woman, as an angry yeah, black woman that's, in that's, society. That, that's a nice start. It's hard. Um, and I know I was more aggressive when I was younger, but I've tried to change that around. Yeah, you, to, you have to change it just because of your black No, 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 no. no. I, changed it. I changed it because I wanted a better life. I was angry and I didn't know why. So. Do you know why now? Um, I just feel like. It was hard being a teenager. I didn't know how to love myself. I couldn't look in the mirror. Like, like when I was younger, I used to like go in the bathroom and turn the lights off so I could avoid looking in the mirror. Like I did. Like I didn't feel pretty. I I hated my skin. I felt, and I hated looking at myself. I hated it. Seriously, like it was no, I don't, horrible. I don't know. It's just like, it's like, <laughs> just like what you're saying. Because mm. as you said before, is what. You wouldn't be alone in that. Mm. Like there's probably a good hundred other girls, thousand, yeah. kids, whatever, that's dealing with that. Yeah, it was hard. So for me, it was just like, mm. But what was the attraction I with boy, with boys back in the day? Like during that phase? Uh, I wasn't really into I had my first boyfriend when I was 15, 16, just kind of 16. I wasn't really bothered. Oh, well, like, was, he, like, was he still attracting guys? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. You know, back then I was always that's the light skin, the colorism drums, the light skin brethren. It's actually, man, how, how much things have changed. Seriously, it's crazy. But that was what it was. It was I was known as your light skin friend with braids. Wow, that was my title. You were the light skin girl with braids. Yeah, that was who I was. Do you think like you ever got that like, pretty girl or light skin privilege? In I mean, terms of what? I mean, like, privilege, isn't it? Privilege. I feel like... I feel... Here's the thing, though. I feel like a lot of... Because I was one of the only light-skinned girls in my group. But I feel like that also came with its own challenges because although they might have thought, like, oh, you get attention, mm. I felt like I was always... Hated on. Yeah, but... Not, I don't want to say hated on, but more like made fun of like oh you know i got called the sun lisa simpson like it was it was all that yeah you're yellow everyone got <laughs> you're yellow like and or or just being made fun of of like just how i was you know you're like you're too much you're this or that so all that i was i kind of started to break it down like i wasn't you know, if I'd walk sexy, they'd be like, you walk like this, like, and then I'd try to tone it down to fit in, to stay safe. Unapologetic. I can't, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think you thought that through. No, I would have to come sit over here and be like that, but yeah. just a tie Yeah, we're going to break that down in a minute. But yeah, so that's what I would say, but 
yeah, it it definitely there were certain times when yeah, I would say like people would maybe call me out or single me out. Yeah, it, it happened. Right. It happened. I have to be honest. Yeah. Of course. So what does hot girl summer mean to you? Hot girl summer. Yeah. This summer, nothing because yeah, yeah. <laughs> this summer, was shit. This summer this not summer a was damn shit, thing. Only thing it means to me this summer is I'm gonna stay. I'm just gonna stay doing me. But this summer nothing because I'm my head's down. I'm so focused this summer. Like I'm not even trying to be. Like I said, I don't really want to go out too much. Like I just wanna. I wanna write. I wanna fit. I wanna. I got goals. You know. So alright. Outside of writing, what else do you do? Um. Outside of writing, what else do I do? Motherhood. Dancing, I do dancing in heels, and that is a love of mine. Is, is the in heels part of the title? Dancing in heels, yeah. Oh, so that's your part? Yeah, you haven't seen my face? You haven't oh. seen me dancing in heels? This is what it used to Oh, okay, I was like, you haven't seen it yet. So, dancing in heels is a real thing. Of course, I've seen And I think so many more women should just go and try it, you know, like don't get caught up in I'm not sexy or I wouldn't be able to like manage. Just go and try a class because it takes you out of your comfort zone and it but you leave feeling empowered inspired, like you leave feeling like amazing. How did you get into I was about to say stripping, you know? Oh my But there was this one time. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how did you get into pole dancing with clothes on <laughs> and heels? So, pole dancing. I'm assuming. Do you know what, yeah? At the age of 16, that's the first time I went to pole dance. But my guy at the time was like, if you do that, you're going to be a whore. Can I say whore? Yeah. yeah. Said it. You've already sworn a hundred times. That's what he said. He was like, if you do it, you're going to be like, seen as like a, a, all the words he had for me. And so, at 16, you hear your boyfriend say that to you. The 16-year-old version of me was like, nope, don't do it, calm down, stay in your lane. So I shut down until 22, and I moved to America. So what did America do for you? I'll, I'll I, get I, if I, if I, I feel like if I had like a top right now, that's what I feel like, you know, like Superman like ripping off his thing. That's how I feel like America, like, it brought me out of my shell. You know, yeah, the more you talk, more I'm actually believing this stripping thing <laughs> Like... I'm just very comfortable in my body. Stripping, stripping with heels on. I'm very comfortable. Don't be the next But, um, how did I get to pole? So yeah, so when I was 22, I moved to America, my mum was like, if you're gonna do it, stop talking about it and go find a class in America. So I did. Wait, so how did you start at 16 what? No, I didn't. I wanted to. Oh, so yeah. I, oh, it, okay. I just didn't. Like, I didn't do anything. Oh, so you just told them about it and it was, I mean, just started Yeah, you. and I just, and I shut it down. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I shut it down for six years. That was a big mistake, but it, it was what it was back then. Um, so when I found it in, when I was 22, I just went to, like, every class I could. So what made you want to do start? What made me you know? want to do pole dancing at the age of 22? Because, like I said, I didn't love myself when I was younger. I wanted to find a, something that was going to help bring that out of me. I found pole dancing. 
How did you find it? Here's the thing. It was calling me. Like, since I was 16, it was calling me. It's like, I saw Cole, and I was like, I want to do it. It was a desire. Okay. And I feel like desires are placed in us for a reason. We should go and try to do it and see what it feels like because that was given to me. That was a desire that I could not shake off. So six years later, I went and I could see why. Took me out of my comfort zone. I started to fall in love with myself. And then I got pregnant. I felt a bit too in love with myself. I was everything. I was like, take me now. Sorry. Anyway. Take me now. <laughs> it was coming out during the show. Take me now. But yeah, so. But it was everything. Like, it was the best decision ever. And that's why I tell so many other women to, you know, like, I know my classes are game changing because of how it makes that woman feel. So when did you start doing the classes? Mm, okay, so I polled in America. After three months, I got pregnant. Um, and then... You told you best life in America, boy. I did. But then I got pregnant, had my son in 2012, and then two years later, I started teaching. Yeah. When he was... Yeah, so he was 2012, 2014. He was almost two. I remember because I had to also bring him to the classes. This was this was mummy uh, trying to hustle and still like nothing's gonna hold me back. Like, and I had him. I, it was hard because he would be like, there'll be women about to do it, and I'll be like, stay there, stay over there, and then he would like be running. I want to get on a pole. But he's grown up in this world, so now he's kind of on the He's not like as a child, as an eight-year-old, like he's not that bad. He's really good. <laughs> but um, but did the women ever feel uncomfortable doing that? Like, what a child there? Nah, he was so young. And then I and then I started making more money, and I hired a babysitter to like take him upstairs and stuff like that. So I was I was growing, you know, I was growing. I just refused like to let anything hold me back from where I was meant to be. Yeah, shout out to that. Yeah. America wouldn't stop you, baby wouldn't stop you. Yeah. Pole dance wouldn't stop you. Yeah, just keep going. Damn. It was good, it was good. So that was the journey of pole dancing, and I, and I don't regret it, like, I loved every second of it. So, what else did you have in that pole dancing? Because I know that's more of a list. Uh, no, 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 what do you mean in terms of work? I don't think that you do outside of writing. Like, dancing in heels, writing, pole dancing, and. I do a lot of reading, like, I'm, I do a lot of reading. I'm, here's the thing, I just want to get better at being me, you know? I'm just all about, I'm getting another tattoo next week saying, saying K-A-I-Z-E-N, which means continuous development. K-A-I-Z-E-N, Kazen. It's Japanese meaning continuous are development. Are you gonna, it's gonna be spelled Japanese? No, no, just K-A-I-Z-E-N. Oh, okay. oh. So it'll just be like one and one there. Um, that I'm always about improving myself. Like I just, I just want to be better. Getting back in the gym. Yeah, I've just never been that kind of like let's go bathing all the time. Like it's just never really been my life. I'll be honest. Raven's life. I was raving last night. Bro. <laughs> well, raving, well, raving to me ain't raving, is it? Yeah, you're working as well. Because even when it's not even my own event, I'm still there. Mm. You know what I mean? It's where I network. Where right. I exactly. Yeah, that's a good look. And that's how I was on my ex. You know, I'm gonna cut this part out anyways. After the
It was, I actually really enjoyed having this interview with Ty. He is, you brought out some really powerful questions, really thought-provoking questions, and I loved it. I had fun. This was one of the best interviews. I can't remember some of the others, but this was one we of the We moved, best. you know what, yeah, you can't be part. <laughs> I'm trying to... What was the best, what question stood out for you? What was the best question? You know what, I love that. What, what the question about what would my movie title be for my life? I was like, oh my God, you know, that's a good one. Come on. Um, what's it like being a black woman? That was powerful. Yeah. I touched her down, I think. Yeah, it was powerful. I could cry right now. Um, just some. so many good questions. Like, you really got into my story. So thank you. Thank you, Ty. And what have you learned during this interview? Because I feel like you may have learned something. What have I learned during this interview? That we should definitely work together in the future. Facts. Mm -hmm. Facts for facts. Yeah. And also, do you want to promote your book for the last time? Hey guys, this is Nafisa Caseman and I'm the author of Chapter 30, A Life Lessons from a Perfectly Imperfect Woman. You can find this book on Amazon or head over to at Nafisa.caseman on Instagram and you can find it there as well. If you order, you will be, receive a signed copy from myself if you're in the UK. Thank you. And where can the people know where they can find you once again? And last but not least, you can find me on Instagram at nafisa.caseman, N-O-F-I-S-A dot C-A-S-E-M-A-N. Or you can head over to my YouTube, Nafisa Caseman. Thank you. Perfect. What in the... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually going to keep that part in, you know. I don't know what that is. No, don't do that. I'm going to keep that part in. Don't do yeah. that. Nah.